Hey everybody, you're listening to the Legacy Church Podcast. Legacy Church is a multi-generational church that exists to worship God, become like Jesus, and bring hope to our community. Today, we're sharing a message from our current series. We believe that the Word of God is powerful and has real-life application to our lives today. We hope that this message encourages you. Get connected and learn more about us by visiting our website at lgcy.church. As, as we look at um, legacy, living a legacy, how many know that it's going to take persistence to live a legacy? It's going to take persistence. I'll tell you this. Uh, even just in our lives, we live a legacy for our kids. We parent them the same way we were parented. That means that if it wasn't good, if it was just like uh, the way we were parented, that's how we're going to parent. And that's the legacy we're going to leave. But it's never too late to switch to the legacy of the presence of God. I want to share with you, uh, we're going to look into Genesis chapter 32, verse 24 to 29. And this is the story probably you've looked at. It's the story about uh, Jacob. Because uh, it's going to take... Uh, persistence to leave a legacy. How many know that uh, life is full of challenges that can cause you to give up? I don't care how anointed, appointed, powerful you might be. Life is life and there will be moment where you don't want to worship God because of uh, what is going on. But it takes persistence for us to understand the mandate of the legacy that we need to leave, not only for our children, but also for the community and for the nation as well. Here is a man by the name of Jacob. His legacy did not start very well. You remember Isaac is old at this time. If you look in Genesis 22, Isaac is old. And Isaac, he wants to bless Esau. And uh, uh, Rebekah, he overhears what Isaac's intentions are. But to some, somehow he just loves Jacob. And he wants Jacob's legacy to be based on the blessing that is coming from God, from, from his, his, his father. So what he does, he tells Jacob, go quickly, go get the meat, cook for your dad nicely and give it to him so that you can get or adopt that legacy. I'll show you why is that legacy. It's the blessing. And uh, as they move quickly, they do that. And he saw is uh, really upset. Jacob flees for his life. The legacy that Jacob inherited that time was actually a legacy of a liar, a cheater. That was the tag. And you're going to see how it plays out throughout now Jacob's life. Because that's the legacy. That's the tag. You see, we are known by what we, who we are. That's the legacy we leave. If you've got a legacy of love, people will want to be around you. If you've, you've a legacy of being grumpy, guess what? People are going to run away. You see, a legacy is not just the presence of God. Jesus, when he came, he left a legacy everywhere he went. Whether it was a legacy of healing, whether it was a legacy of deliverance, whether it was a legacy of patience and grace and love, it is all part of the package of the kingdom of God. So here is Jacob now. 
He runs away. He goes to his uncle Laban. Laban sees that this man, there is a blessing upon him. But the same way he had started his legacy of a liar or a cheater, Laban begins to cheat on him as well. Because remember Psalms 11 verse 3, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? So whatever is embedded in the foundation of the legacy, if you don't deal with it, guess what? That is what you will always manifest. You can't change things on the surface. You have to go to the roots of it. So here Jacob now, because he had an embedment of a legacy of a cheater, He's going to need to do something when he encounter God to change that legacy. What happens? Laban, Laban is uh, cheating on him. He says, okay, I need to leave. But where is he going to go? Because if he goes back to Canaan to his brother, his brother is waiting for him there to kill him. Now, here is what is so important about living a legacy. Jacob is uh, prospered at this time, but he doesn't have anywhere to take his prosperity because a legacy is not just about money or anything. We need money for sure. But a legacy also comes with a reputation. He did not leave a good reputation to go back to. So his legacy is in trouble. Now look what happens. We move quickly. We come to Genesis 32, 24 to 29. Jacob is uh, fearful of going back. And here's what is going to happen here. Jacob was left alone and a man, a man there is actually the angel of the Lord or God himself through the angel. Now, right before we read here, I want you to know if Jacob did not change first of all what was going to affect his wife and his children to go back was the legacy that he had in his brother's home where his brother wanted to kill him so which means it affected not only Jacob it affected his children and the wives that he had including the properties and the wealth that he had look what happens here Jacob was left alone. He actually sent his uh, family ahead. And the man, the angel, wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he could not defeat him, he struck Jacob's hip socket as they wrestled and dislocated his hip. But this is a man who understands what he's looking for, who understands there is nowhere else to go. His legacy is bad where he wants to go. He wants now a new legacy. He's going to persist. He's going to make sure he endure. Who fights God and you endure? Because God is going to say here that you have, you know, you have fought with, with God and with man and you've prevailed. Who prevails against God? But I'll tell you how we prevail with God. We prevail through the power of persistence. It doesn't matter how dark it is looking like, how bad things may be looking like, how things may be going. But if we persist, we will prevail in every circumstances. Now look here, Jacob's socket is uh, dislocated. 
but he is not going to let go. Otherwise, if he lets go, and what he is looking for from this angel doesn't come through, where is he going? Esau is coming. Because at this time, he had sent his men to go and uh, check out his brother. And his brother said, I'm coming with all my men. So Jacob is in fear because he did not leave a good legacy. Okay, I'll put it this way in our own terms. You are working at a job and they let you go and you flipped all the tables in there. Uh, you know what I mean? That's why nowadays they have to escort you, right? So that you don't flip the table like Jesus did in the temple. So now here is a man, you let go and you flip the table and there is only one place you can go back to work. And that's the same place and the same manager and the manager hasn't changed. And you know that's where you need to go. But your legacy or what we call reputation, let me tell you something. Legacy is not just legacy. It's actually the reputation you leave behind. That's how deep this is. It's not just a legacy. It is the, the reputation you leave behind. Would you go back there? Absolutely not. But Jacob knows there is somebody who can change the situation here. Verse 26, let's go. Then he said to Jacob, let me go. This is the angel, for it is daybreak. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Right there, we need to understand. Jacob is not looking for the blessings in material thing. Because as the Bible records, he is wealth. We need to understand that portion. He's not fighting for a house or a car here. Bless me, bless me. He's fighting for something powerful. What he was fighting for was the blessing of the presence of the power of God to give him assurance where you're going, it shall be well. Because when you are with God, you can go in a dry land. It doesn't matter how dry the land might be. It will just rain where you are. Why? Because God's presence is a difference maker. So here now, Jacob says, bless me. Now, watch how it flips. The angel asks him, what is your name? You know why he's asking about the name? Because his name at this point as Jacob has a bad legacy and reputation that he has been carrying all along. So in order for God to change things here, he's going to have to change the name to bring a new foundation in him and to embed something so powerful in his life. So he asked him, what is your name? If it's you and me, we encounter God in this moment and we say, God, I want you to bless me. And God asks you, what's your name? You're going to feel like, uh, man, it's not God asking, talking to me here. Because you want to see here, I'm going to give you a lot of money. You shall have divine favor wherever you go. That's what we're looking for. But look at this here. What is your name? The Bible records that a good name is better than what? A good name is better than anything. It's better than finances. It's better than, because you got a reputation. You got a legacy. There is a legacy there. 
So here now, he's going to try and help Jacob make a transition and change his past and give him a life that is going to leave a greater legacy, not only to himself, but to the children that he had, he wanted to go with in Canaan. Look what he does here. He says, uh, the man asked, Jacob replied, Jacob, but he says that your name will no longer be Jacob. Why? God is not just in the business of changing the names. If you look at the children of Israel, wherever they went and God gave them victory, they had to name that place, for example, Ebenezer. If you've heard that word, Ebenezer. They had to name that location. Why? Because they associated the reputation and the legacy of God in that particular area that God thus far has helped us. And said, we will call this place Ebenezer. I hope when God has helped you in your life, you got some names to name those places too for you to remember how good, how great, how gracious, how kind, how powerful, how unchanging, and how wonderful God is. We have to be reminded of the goodness of God. Even a small thing, when God do a small thing, be reminded of that moment. It is the small thing that is going to lead you to believe the bigger thing. Now listen to this here. He said, uh, now from now on, it will be Israel. This is where the nation of Israel now was named. From a man who was a liar, who cheated. And also the fruits of cheating was that he was cheated too. But God is about to change his uh, legacy here. And then he says, uh, because you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Now understand this here. Jacob struggled all his life to prevail. First, he failed to prevail with Esau and is about to go and face him. And second, he failed to prevail with Laban. Now he is about to re-enter Canaan. And he was uh, now shown how, who you need to wrestle with. We don't wrestle with people. We don't wrestle with men. He wrestled with God. And God gave him an assurance that your legacy will no longer be Jacob. Because that the name Jacob was always associated with uh, those lies. Your legacy has changed. You are a nation. You are Israel. But now let's focus on uh, what caused God really to be moved to change the direction Jacob was going. It's Jacob's persistence. When he encountered the presence of God there, Jacob knew his blessings, true blessings, were not going to come from a man. True blessings was not going to come from uh, the blessing that he inherited from his father. The true blessing here was going to be God. Because that Israel, that name, you know, a name, it's in this Western world where we don't understand a name. That's why we name our kids based on our favorite uncle or aunt that we had. The Bible does not name a person based on who was nice and who wasn't nice. Are you going to name your kid on your auntie that was so mean to you? You won't. 
Why? Because if you did, each time you called that name, it will remind you of their legacy. Look how deep it is here. That's why when the Bible say pray in the name of Jesus Christ, it's not talking about a formula that we have in the name of Jesus. It is, tells us that we pray in the name of Jesus, in which means is you go in the legacy of the power of the name of Jesus Christ. The character, the nature, the power, the ability to change things, it happens in the name of Jesus Christ. So you have to understand, each time the Bible says, call upon the name of Jesus Christ, it is not telling you to religiously call the name of Jesus Christ. Because even the pagan can call the name of Jesus Christ and nothing happens. It is when you call from a position of understanding the legacy of the power of the name of Jesus Christ. That's when miracles happen. That's when things happen. Hallelujah. So understand legacy. That's why I like our church as we transition to this legacy. We are going to be a people that understand our name for the church is not associated with your name and your reputation in the community. We're not just putting legacy out there and then us here. We're going to be the legacy maker. That when you come near me, when you come closer to me, you're going to taste the sweetness of the living God because of the legacy of the presence of God in my life. <laughs> Hallelujah. So this is not separate. For many years, the church separated the people from the church. That's why we have a problem. That's why people don't want to come to our church. Why? Because of uh, what Tom did to them. And then they found Tom lifting up his hands, worshiping. And they said, Tom, you can worship like that. And yet you slapped me the other day. I'm going home. Why? Because you did not manifest the legacy of the kingdom of God that we preach about. That's the difference with Christianity. That's the difference with us being followers of Jesus Christ. So one thing we see with Jacob is the persistence. And you see the Bible talks a lot about persistence. I want to give you just a quick scripture in Matthew chapter 7 verse 7. I just want to throw that to you, which we all know very well. This scripture says what? Ask and it shall be given unto you. It sounds simple. Seek and you shall find. It sounds simple. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. But how many know that uh, this scripture is not saying just because you asked right now, you're receiving right now. This scripture is talking about persistence, which means you're gonna, which means in the original language, actually, the verse would say this, keep on asking and it shall be given unto you. Keep on seeking and you shall find. Keep on knocking and it shall be opened to you. Me, it means day and night. Knock, knock, ask, knock, ask, knock, ask. Have that persistency because persistency is what brings everything into fruition. You may not see today, but persistence is important. That's how our lives changes. Just because the enemy reminds you of your past or you fall back into what you used to say or you used to do, it doesn't mean that God has departed from you. God is just saying, hey, persist now. This is the time to push. Remind the devil, this is not who I am now. 
Uh, that person vacated a long time ago. There is a new sheriff in town. And that new sheriff is the presence of God. That's what leads me. That's what talks to me. That's what speaks with me. Hallelujah. Look at this here. Uh, the other thing the Bible talks about is actually persistence in prayer. Because uh, when we understand that persistence and just the legacy, we can leave when we persist. I want to tell you before I read this Romans here. I don't come from a family of preachers. And we are 10 of us in our family. Like I don't come from a family of preachers. Neither on my father or my mother's side. Like zero. And I come from a background of being considered a reprobate beyond redemption. How did I find myself falling in love with God? My mother in the morning, she would pray. And I would hear her pray and call out my name. God, you're going to change him. I said, how about the other 10 or the other nine? Was I all that bad? And I'm not the firstborn. And my mother would cry and pray, calling my name. And I'm like, man, am I that evil? But my mother forgot that there is a power when you persist to pray for people. Even if you don't see the change right now, Change is not just for today. Change may not happen tomorrow. Change may not happen five years from now. It may even happen when you are in heaven, but trust me, prayer, God answers prayer and people change in their lives. Now I laugh. My mother says, uh, pray for your brother so that they can be like you. I said, no, I did not pray for myself to be like me. You prayed for them, so you pray for them. She forgot where my change came from, but she persisted to an extent that I didn't just become a Christian. God softened my heart. He put in my heart to take the kingdom of God around the nations. And today I'm so humbled and grateful to just see what God has turned my life around. Why? Because of the legacy of my mother's faith to pray for me. Look at Romans 12 verse 12. Here's what it says. Rejoice in hope. I don't think we have a problem with that. But we have a problem with the next one. Be patient in affliction. We have a big problem with this one. And because we have a problem with uh, be patient in affliction, then we have a problem in uh, persisting in prayer. You can't jump those three. We're good at hope. We're not good at being patient in affliction. Thus, we can't persist in prayer. Listen, we can't leave a legacy without being persistent. Life will happen. The enemy will attack. It is not time for us to start crying and mopping the floor. It is time for us not only to have hope that God will change our circumstances, but to be, you know, to do what? To be patient in affliction. I am waiting for my appointed time. Even though it takes too long, I know God says it will surely come to pass. Why? Because God's word does not go back to him void. Thus, I will persist, not because my situation has improved. I will persist in prayer, not because everything is going good. 
Because I understand hope comes when you persist and things happen when you stay put with what God is trying to do. So family, it's going to take persistence for us to leave a legacy. And I don't care where you are at. You may say I'm not a preacher. God hasn't called uh, preachers. Nobody was born and preachers. God created people. And in each and every one of us, he has put the ability to leave a legacy here on earth. Had a revelation not too long ago. When God spoke to me, he said, I am raising up ordinary people to do extraordinary work of God. Ordinary people to be carriers of the legacy of the kingdom of God. God is not calling superstars. I know we always want to look at to the superstar. You are the super shine star of the glory of God. So stop looking out there and become the legacy that God is looking for. <laughs> Hallelujah. Look here. Let's, let's jump real quick here. I want to take you to Luke chapter 18 verse 1 to 8. Jesus is training his disciples because he did not just train the disciples to do just the religious work. He trained them to leave a legacy. And we are the results of this, disciples. But one of the things he taught them was about being persistent in prayer. Listen, people of God. If you don't pray, the enemy will attack and you will abandon the vision and the purpose that God has put you in your life. Because any legacy can be left through persistence. Jesus begins to teach his disciples. And here's what he says. He then told them a parable in the, on the need for them to pray always and not become discouraged. There was a judge in a certain town who didn't fear God or respect man. And a widow in that town kept coming to him saying, give me justice against my adversary. That's so interesting right there because you have to understand in this culture, a widow had no voice at all. A widow did not even have to have the audacity to go to a judge. In this era, women were looked down upon. Let alone you are a widow. But this woman persisted because she wanted the legacy in her life to be changed from injustice to justice. And the Bible records she kept going to the judge. She kept going to him. The guy said, even though I don't fear God and I don't fear man, this woman, through her persistence, means she's going to hold me down. Look what was, you know, what wears the devil down? What wears the devil down? Through this scripture, I know what can wear the devil down where he just says, man, you're not listening to me. Because each time the devil tries to come and attack you, you're praying about your situation. You're not complaining or pray complaining about your situation. And all of us, we complain. Then he will come in to give you what? To give you now those doubts. Yeah, it won't happen because you're complaining. Look what's happening. But each time he finds you, you are praying or praising God. God, I thank you. What are you thanking God for? You are not doing well. Hey, I'm not thanking him because I'm not doing well. I'm thanking him because God is always good. He's always good. 
6 here says that, Then the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. Will not God grant justice to his elect? Now look, the, the, script, the word that comes. Who cry out to him, what? Day and night. That means night and day. You're crying out to God over the same stuff. Day comes, you don't see it. You're crying out to God over the same thing. You are not discouraged. You are patient in affliction. You are persistent in prayer. Why? Because you have a focus. What's your focus? To change the legacy, either the legacy of sickness in your life to the legacy of healing. That's why Jacob persisted because he was focused on the angel of the Lord to leave a blessing upon him. Otherwise, you can dislocate my, my, my hip. I'm not going nowhere. If it is you and me, right there we are giving up. Let me tell you a quickly story here to just tie into this. In 1989, I believe, uh, the, 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 at the Olympics in 1989, there was a man who was an African man from the country, the nation of Tanzania, where my wife comes from, by the way, where she was born and come from there. This man was sent to the Olympics to compete. As they set out, as they were competing, he broke his leg in multiple places. Everybody had run the race. The winner was already declared. The focus of the journalists and the camera people and the video people moved away from there to another location because you know if you've played sports, especially at tournaments like that, there is everything going on at once. So they have to shift to another. And all of a sudden, this man, they saw another man coming, limping, coming to the finishing line. They said, what's wrong? The, the, the race is already over. What is this man doing? You see, to this day, I don't know the person, and they don't talk about the person. If you go, you Google about this man, John Akwef Akweli is his name. They don't talk about the one who owned the race. They don't talk about the champion who came first. If you know the Olympics, they talk about three people. The gold, is it the, the bronze, and what else? The silver. We don't even know who won the silver who won the bronze, or who won the gold. They don't talk about it. You go Google this story. It's a true story. But they talk about this man who came last because of the words that he said after they interviewed him. And that's the words I want to show you here, what persistence does. As he was coming to the finishing line, everybody's just like, this is crazy. They ran to him. They put him a towel. You can see there's a video on YouTube. And they ask him a question. Why didn't you just stop? Because the no more is, man, you are broken. You are not going to win the race anyway. Who are you? If, if it's some of us who say, what are, who are you doing that for? It is already done. It is already done. Just pack up and go home and go back to Africa and eat your food. But the man understood, I did not come here to be the first. I did not come here to be the center of the attention. I came for one purpose. And guess what, the, what, what he says? 
So they asked him, why did you continue to run? He told them, he said, my country of Tanzania did not send me to the Olympics to win the race. They sent me to finish the race. There's a difference between winning the race and finishing the race, which means it doesn't matter how you finish the race, the condition you finish the race, at least you finish the race. That's why to this day, they don't talk about the champion. They talk about the guy who had the courage, the persistence, the endurance. He poor, he's, you know, people were thinking like, this is shameful. To him, it wasn't shameful. Why? Because God hasn't called us to begin the race. God has called us to finish what he already started. How say this as well? God hasn't called us to start a legacy. Because God has already started the legacy. He has called us to finish the legacy of the kingdom, the legacy of the cross of Calvary, where he served all mankind so that we can go into the nations and declare the goodness of Jesus Christ because of the legacy of the cross. It's the legacy of the cross. It's the legacy of the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on Calvary that we are taking around the world to tell the people the kingdom of heaven has come. It is changing lives. It is transforming lives. It is bringing healing and transformation. Hallelujah. So don't say, I don't know how to speak. Don't say, I don't have a gift. Because God hasn't called you to have a gift. He has called you to run through His gifting that He gifted on the cross of Calvary. So we have no excuse not to leave a legacy for this generation and for the nation of Canada. Hallelujah. You have no excuse. If you say, I'm still struggling with sin, I know, yes, you may be struggling with sin, but that is not your identity because Jesus Christ, 2,000 years ago, he defeated sin on the Calvary there. So you don't have to bear the shame that comes with it. All Jesus is saying is, arise and leave the legacy. Arise and leave the legacy. That's all he's calling us to. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter the condition you are in. It doesn't matter what is happening. Like that man, we are called to go to the finish line. Even if I finish on one leg, oh my goodness, it will be counted in heaven. Thou well done, faithful servant. It doesn't matter how you finish, but finish the race. Finish the race. Leave a legacy. Your children are looking for you. Your children are looking at you. Look, I come from a very troubled background, but my kids, they don't even know that background at all. Why? Because I've given them a different legacy. The legacy of preaching the gospel. The legacy of Jesus Christ. You, we can change, people of God. We can change. And begin, first of all, to look right in within our family. They knew me as a reprobate. They don't call me that way now. Why? Jesus has changed my life. Changed the legacy. Hallelujah. Let me end with this story here. There are two stories that I want to end with here. The first one is in Mark chapter 10, verse 46 to 52. Jesus left the legacy. And the legacy was not just the presence of God alone. Healing, wherever he went, there was a legacy. 
Deliverance was a legacy. Mercy, love was a legacy. Actually, I got, I got, I got my wiping thing there. Thank you so much. I, 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 I travel with this, you know, in, in case you, in case the Holy Ghost start coming out. Look at Mark chapter 10, verse 46 to 52. It says that they came to Jericho and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples, a large crowd, with a large crowd, Batamers, the son of Tamers, a blind beggar, was sitting by the road. Look how they name him that way because that was his identity. Identity equals to the legacy that he was leaving behind. When he heard that it was a Jesus of Nazareth, Bartimaeus began to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. In another way, Jesus, son of David, change my condition or my legacy. <laughs> the word legacy is deep, people of God. The people began to quieten him. Quiet. You're making noise. You see, what may sound noise to you may be someone's deliverance. God works in mysterious ways. What may sound irritating to you may be just somebody's life in that moment. That's why we are taught to be patient. The people are not patient here. He begins again. They say that when they told him to quiet him down in 48, he cried out even more. Why? The man persisted. Why? He wanted something changed. Jesus is in town. I am not going the same way I came. Everybody has been bypassing me here, but I've heard. He did not see, but he heard Jesus is in town. He began to persist. No situation can just change just like that. Yes, there are situations that uh, God just does miraculous just like that. But if you're not seeing the miracle happen right there, persistent is a powerful weapon that can dismantle every hold and stronghold of the enemy in our lives. And as the man cried out, Jesus heard him and he asked him the question. And I want you to know, to see this point here. He asked him a question, what do you want? The man, he wanted only one thing. He did not say this and that and that. No, one thing. Rabon, which means I want to see. Jesus doesn't do any mumbo jumbo stuff here. He just tell him, your faith has healed you. Faith coming from where? Persistent faith. We cannot leave a legacy without having persistent faith. It's a decision. You remember for those who are old in this place, I think I gave my life to the Lord at that time. There was a song that was being sung. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided 
to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Now I like the lines that come. Even though no one follows. Still I will follow. Because I am running towards the mark. I have a mandate. Yes, God has called us corporately here. But what you do individually will spark the fire at the corporate level. That's why you are important. We decide, I am not turning back. Even though it becomes difficult, I am not turning back. Why? I have been called to leave a legacy. My mother left a legacy of praying for me. And here I am today going around the world in humility to speak the Word of God. None of my family ever was on, on a plane to go anywhere. And I've been traveling all across just because of a mother's persistent in her bedroom to pray to change my life. God changed my destiny. Why? Because a prayer of persistence can open the doors for anybody. We don't have to give up. We got a legacy to tell and the legacy of the goodness of Jesus Christ. Jesus tells the man, because of your persistence, go, you are healed. And the man is healed. Now listen to this other story here. This is what we're going to end with. I can't find my scripture. Let me see if I can find my scripture. It's of a man by the pool. Do you remember that man? can't find my scripture I'm done with the notes here is another man parallel to this man the blind Bartimaeus the man for 38 years he was seated near the pool waiting for somebody to bring him to the pool because they believed that small pool there had miracle power to heal a person. How do you sit next to the pool, near to the pool, but for 38 years, nobody to take you into the pool? One, he couldn't just jump himself in there because uh, he was paralyzed. He won't get out if he, can't, he goes in there. Jesus asked him a question. Do you want to be well? Just like he asked Bartimaeus. This man, because people have left a bad legacy on him. He tells Jesus, every time I want to go into the pool, someone jumps in front of me, they go ahead of me. That is the legacy they have. So for 38 years, I could not get into the pool. Nobody to help me. Now the question first of all is, did Jesus ask him who didn't help you? You see, Jesus doesn't focus on who let us down. 
Jesus won't focus on uh, who spoke evil words or did something that you are too disappointed in. He does not focus on that person. The focus of the cross has always been on individuals. That's why Jesus would say, hey, you want to go and deal with that guy there? How about your big tree in your eye? You worried about the speck in uh, someone's eyes? Why? Because Jesus wants you to know you are His focus. Don't let any other person distract the destiny and the purpose that God has put in you. Don't let that person let you down with what God called you to do, to add to the legacy of the kingdom of God. I can let you down. Man can let you down. But only Yahweh can never let you down. Why? Because His eyes are on you. He has His best interest on you. Man may say, I'll help you, but he can help you this much. Only God can help you that much. So what stops us to leave that legacy, sometimes it's disappointment. We are disappointed because of how things has gone or what happened and everything. It's okay, let me tell you something. Certain things happen for a purpose so that God can raise you up to change what was done. That's the legacy. That's the legacy. The man is not being asked, who let you down? But the man is busy saying, they let me down. Every time somebody just goes in the pool, uh, they just pass me by here. Jesus isn't asking him who let you down. Simple question, do you want to be well? Because you are the focus why I came from heaven to, to do what? To focus on you. Do you want to be well? No, they disappointed me. Oh, look what my mother did. Oh, look what my community is doing there. If you're always putting on somebody who has failed or somebody else, you will never take the initiative and responsibility to let the Spirit of God work in you and through you to bring change in our round. Because you're always giving it to somebody else. I love kids. Whenever they break something, and if you didn't see, they are not going to say they did it. And they're going to take, pick up the one who, who isn't there. And then when you ask the one who wasn't there, I wasn't even here. Who did this? They are not going to take responsibility. Oh, Joshua. Oh, they will call another person there. But we as kingdom people, we are not called to point fingers. We are called to say, God, here I am. Who do you want to send? Send me, Lord. I can bring a change. If they failed in that area, God empower me not to repeat the same, but to bring a difference. That's why God is raising up a different generation. A generation that understands the heart of God. A generation that is patient with the move of God. A generation that is seeking to change the trajectory of the nations and the world. We are passionate not about the gifting or the title or whatever. We are passionate about bringing the kingdom of God in the lives of the people so that they can taste the goodness of God that we preach about. We're not preaching religion. We preaching life life that comes from the grace and the love of God that's why I'm passionate about this Jesus to leave a legacy why because he has left a legacy in my life I stand I'm not a guest speaker if I was somewhere else it was going to be different gears I'm part of the family 
I'm not going to keep you here for hours, but we're going to pray. You see, as a guest, you go somewhere because that's the only shot you have. So they're going to stay right there. It's like when you're baptizing them, I like holding them right there. Yeah. Because I'm not going there anytime soon. But here, this is family. I have to come back. Listen, people of God. We are in a beautiful season as a church and as a people. For us to move forward, we're going to have to leave the, the past behind. No matter how tough the past was. Now, I'm saying this. It is very easy to say, I've moved on. And yet you're talking about the, past, the same thing that happened. You never moved on. The Holy Spirit is saying to us here to leave a legacy. We're going to have a people. We're going to have to be a people of persistence. First, persistent in my own life. Facing my own challenges. Saying, hey God, I'm going to stand here. I'm not going to question your existence just because things are not going my way. I know you exist even if you meet my need or you don't. The world was created way before I was born. That brings assurance in moving with God. Just because I'm struggling doesn't mean that I've got a less of God. Just because I'm struggling doesn't mean I've got a less of God in me. I'm a human being. But I will remind myself, I will persist standing on the Word of God, standing on the rock of ages, the God who never changes, the God of transformation, the God who changes circumstances and situation in our lives. I will not give up. I will not give in. I will focus on the cross. You see, when you focus on the cross, it is impossible for anybody who's not looking to the cross to let you down. You become the person that lifts them up. Where does your help come from? The help comes from the Lord, the maker of the universe and the sea and all that is in within them. It becomes beautiful to know Jesus at this level where now I don't have to perform, I just have to know Him. And I come in His presence, I can feel the presence of God. I say, God, You are here. You are my salvation. You are my Lord. You've called me to something bigger and greater than just having a car, greater than just paying a mortgage, greater than just being at home watching TV. You've called me to speak with me, to speak mysteries in your hand. Let me tell you something. The other day I was praying at our studio in the office. And I was asking God, how do I reach the people who are not Christians? Because I see my profile, it's like I'm reaching the same people who are just churchy people. It, there's nothing wrong with that. But I said, God, how do I break this? God gave me a revelation right in real time. He said, start recording seven minutes teaching. The, read the scripture, explain the scripture and pray for people because everybody needs prayer. It doesn't matter who they are, they need prayer. So I said, huh, oh, okay. 
I go into the studio, it was only me, 10 on the cameras. And then started, it felt weird because I can't preach five minutes. And then exactly at five or seven minutes, I would stop. We started and we were not sending those teachings anywhere. We put them on Facebook, on my page, Dr. Kazumba Chow's page. Guess what? 150,000 views within a couple of days. About 900 or 1,000 shares or whatever, you can go and see it. And then I said, God, and then I look at the testimony. I did not speak about repent. The world is coming to an end. People messaging, were reading with my wife. I repent. I asked God to come in my life. I said, God, this is interesting. So I went and recorded. Before that, my average viewership was 100, 200. Not that we are into viewership. Please understand me. But my goal was the world. How do I break in that world? If you go today, there's like 60,000, 28,000. And then I'm looking, I'm like, how did that happen? Look, when you stay in the presence of God and you put the mandate of the presence of God in your life, God will speak to you and show you plans and strategies to take the legacy of the kingdom of God into the world. It could be as simple as just what I shared. Listen, people of God, each and every one of us, God is calling us to this. Why is God interested in you and me to change our lives? Because not only do you bear the identity of God in you, there is a code. You see how we have the church code for legacy? But there is a code that you bring into the nations that only you can bring. I can't bring it. I can't do what you can do. I can't touch the people that you can touch. I say this all the time. You are not everybody's cup of tea. So rest. Don't try and have everybody to drink that tea. As legacy, we're going to be legacy to take that cup. There are other people who are looking for spiritual miracles in the sense of buying anointing oil. We'll let them be. But we have a cup of living the legacy of the presence of God everywhere we go. And as I saw this, you know, today, I see legacy not only being in Kitchener. This is the beginning of us in nations. I see legacy in Africa. I see legacy in many countries. Living that legacy, the mark of the presence of God. I see that. But it's going to take all of us. It's going to take persistence to negotiate and navigate through difficult situations. Are you one who is saying, Lord, I'm ready for what you're doing in this season. Forgive me for limiting who you are. Forgive me of my past, for looking to the past. I want you to use me, Lord. I want you to be effective in this church and beyond. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, Spirit of the living God. Sweet praises of the living God just as quietly as it is, our God, begin to speak and whisper to us. Touch us. Change our perspective on the church. Change our perspective over things, oh God. Give us a kingdom perspective. 
I know there is a few. Right before I go here, I'm going to call Pastor um, Rachel back here. You are here. Your passion for Jesus Christ with your heart. The prayer life that you had. It seems like it has been switched off. Due to many things that has happened in your life. And things that are just going on around us. I hear the voice of the living God saying you are coming to life. You are coming to life. Because you have a destiny. You have a purpose. And in you God has given you the ability to draw men to the things of God. I just want you to lift up your hands if that's you. And I want to pray with you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, let your praises right now. Let your praises increase. Let your anointing increase. We come against every spirit of the enemy. Every demonic spirits, we come against them right now. We dismantle every tactics of the enemy to bring discouragement over us. Father, every stronghold holding us back from doing what you've called us to. Father, we break it by the power of the Spirit of God. Today we speak freedom over us in Jesus' name. We declare we are free to declare the oracles of the kingdom of God. We are free to worship you. We are free to glorify you. We are free to lift up a shout to the name of the living God. We are free and not ashamed of the gospel, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for preparing legacy to take the legacy of the kingdom of God into all the nations, into all the corners. And we are saying, Father, we are ready. We are here, Father. Change us, mold us, transform us, anoint us, O God, for your service right now Satan you have no power over us and we declare in this atmosphere Father every sickness, every diseases every spirit that the enemy has released towards your people we come against it right now by the power and the authority of the Word of God, we declare healing and restoration, we declare salvation and deliverance, we declare the power of the presence of God over us in Jesus' name, we silence every voices whispering lies in our, in our ears oh God, we only activate our ears to hear the voice of the Master, the voice of God, the voice of truth, the voice of salvation, the voice of hope, which is Jesus Christ. Father, we pray as we begin this week, we are awakened to the things of God. We are not going back to what was normal for us. We're going to go to back to what, what the kingdom of God wants us to do as a church. Give us love. Give us love. Give us patience for us to execute what you have called us to do in this church, to take the legacy in every corner of Canada, Africa, Asia, Europe, and South America. Provide the resources for us. Whether be through media, Lord, we are ready. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. To hear more, subscribe to this podcast and connect with us on our website at lgcy.church.